Welcome to our campaign, set in the galvanizing world of Electroval. Join us for an adventure full of noir intrigue and electrifying spectacle. See the description below for ways that you can stay informed on the latest episode of the series, as well as any other content featured on Dice Carnival. Dice Carnival is sponsored by the wonderful Delta 3 Designs, purveyors of delectable dice sets, dice housing, and modular buildings and terrain. Check out their online storefront at delta3designs.com to browse their collection of handcrafted TTRPG accessories. But wait! You can save 30% if you use code ARCSTONE during checkout. That's right, our listeners get 30% off when they order from Delta 3 Designs. So whether you're in the market for some colorful click-clack math rocks, or you're looking to bring your battle maps to life with masterfully designed accessories, check out delta3designs.com and let them know we sent you. Link and promo code can be found in the description of this episode. That's A-R-C-S-T-O-N-E. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a good rating if you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's begin. Thank you for tuning in. Soup the Bugbear Druid and Yendin the currently Erskinazi Barbarian are but two of the party accused of carrying out the assassination of Mr. Portsmouth Gilded, a businessman and rising mogul who the party now believes has ties to a shadowy organization that has been running the city since its inception. The party of previous strangers have been given five days by the Velvet Blue Police Force to prove their own innocence lest they face the full power of the law brought against them. But during that time, they couldn't help but become entangled by the cauldron of intrigue simmering underneath the surface, while the other half of the party imbibed themselves in the shadowy world of journalistic espionage. The two heroes we follow today find themselves amidst an arms deal gone wrong while the industrial rebels of the 19th Street Union, police officers of the Velvet Blue, and agents of a third unexpected faction face off, Soup and Gindin panic, and inadvertently seal themselves inside a climate-controlled shipping container full of highly advanced energy weapons. With our heroes locked within, and their enemies and allies locked without, our two lovable himbos only now begin to realize the consequence of their actions. Okay. Okay, uh... Wait. We left Dimitri out there. We left Birch out there. No, no! Wait, no! Fuck! Okay. You hear the sounds of shouting and banging. You hear the sound what sounds like a, a body slamming against the right wall of this right container. And there's it's like dimly lit. It's like as it got hit, all the bright lights suddenly dimmed down to like a low, sort of like low blue emergency lighting. All this space is considered dimly lit at the moment with the occasional sort of bright flickers come on whenever there's a jostling from the outside. No, no. This is gonna be fine. This is gonna be fine. We, uh, we, 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 we can figure it, we can I'm figure sick it out. Into their deaths. Uh, oh. Gosh. You hear a rapid banging at the door, a... Fuck, who is that? Suddenly, it breaks in the middle as there's just a... <laughs> And the knocking stops. Uh, Gandon? Oh, yeah? How did we get here? I don't know, Soup. Uh, I c- How could I have done this? 
You, I'm, I'm the one who dragged you into this. I'm the one who signed up for a goddamn arms deal. I don't know. I barely even know why I did it. God. That was. Oh. How am I so? I'm so. Oh, I'm so much better than this. <sighs> I, well. I left them out there to die, and oh, I have no one to blame but myself. All right. All right. Let's. Let's figure this out. Let's... Let's take stock of what we have. Look, by the time we get that door open, it's probably gonna be over. When I say... When I say taking stock, I mean... Let's actually figure out how we got here. I feel like that will be more helpful in figuring out where we go from here. Because honestly, even if we get out of this alive, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, okay. Uh, you go first, unless you want me to. Um, sorry. What what are we what are we sharing? <laughs> well, keep taking taking stock of how do I explain it? I just if you don't want to fall apart, you got to know what you're built of in the first place. There is a rumbling sound, a boom, as there's kind of like a bit of like a ringing in this interior, kind of muffled and deafened, and all the lights sort of like flicker out for a good like two seconds, and then slowly begin to blink back on. Like uh, this box, the the people who built it, like this thing ain't falling apart because they knew what they were building it out of. Yeah. And uh, people are kind of the same way, and I'd assume you're the same way. Because no matter how many times you've died, you've always come back the same Gendon, and honestly, you've been the most stable part of my life throughout this last week. Yeah, I'm glad- I'm glad to hear that, Soup. Um, yeah. I'm still at a loss for words right now. Why don't you go first? Yeah. Alright, like, I came here to, um, learn about my magic more, and I intended to go home and kind of fulfill some duties. Um, but I really don't know what I'm doing with myself. Like, you saw all those requests to get me in, you know, the other departments. And I've got so many options, and in the end, I still have no idea what I want to do. The only thing I've realized is that I like helping, but at the same time, me jumping to help, it's... It's kind of what got us in this mess, you know? And I just don't know what to do with myself with it, because I can't really figure out my my specialty, but I'm what's truly out there for me, except for I've just got a mix of things that some people are vaguely interested in, but I don't know what's gonna make me happy, and in the end, that doubt's... that doubt's gotten me here. Okay. Um... That. <laughs> I'm gonna check on the briefcase. <laughs> okay. Is Otis okay? Well, so um, I imagine you walk onto a, the near the table, which uh, you see that there's kind of like two table spaces in here. Just just kind of give you an idea of like what the shipping container has kind of been converted into. You've got maybe about like 15 feet from side to side, but there's like two islands in here that are like built into the ground. On one of them is that experimental device I described before that has like the very long barrel and the warning stickers on it. And the other one's a little bit empty, so if you want to walk up and set the briefcase on that counter, it's right by where you are. And uh, you, you go ahead, you pop it open, and you look inside, and there's just kind of like a, a nervous-looking pair of beady eyes that look up at you. Is that the thing that made the noise, or was that just you? Uh, no, that noise was coming from the outside. 
Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wasn't sure if you were dying or if there was a possum. But you do see, like, as there's, like, another shaking, you see Otis hops out of her enclosement and uh, begins to sort of, like, scurry into, like, the far corner of it, of the room. There isn't really any sort of, like, mouse holes or anything in here, but she seems to just sort of be curled up in the corner, kind of Wait. just uh, playing dead. Otis, Otis, no. Come here, come here. I'm just gonna, like, pick up Otis. Um... Um, right, yeah, I, she I, I, she does not resist. You go ahead, you scoop her up, and she's just limping her, your arms, uh, playing possum. I guess it's my turn. Um, the hand around your ankle grips a little bit tighter every time there's a loud noise from the outside. <laughs> well, okay. So, I've kind of just been ripped from the life that I previously knew. Um, I don't know if I told you this or not. Right before I died, I watched my entire tribe get brutally murdered in front of me. And as the aspiring leader, that's taken a big toll. So when I woke up here and now, um, I don't know where I was going, but I eventually made it my goal to just, like, try and find a new family and um, protect them to the best of my abilities. And I've just had a lack of judgment at this point, and it's led me here, because I wasn't able to protect anyone outside. I just thought of myself and... Sealing myself in this fucking box. Jinden, would you like to revisit some of those memories about when that, that that day you lost your friends, you lost your tribe? Yeah, I've got a therapy possum, why not? So, Soup, I'm going to put you on the sideline for a moment as we come to a sunny day. In the distance, dark clouds rumble above the wasteland, and we can see upon dry, sun-barren rocks like bones, bleaching in the sand. An area of shadow tucked between hills and mountains, like a giant chunk of earth that had been displaced for what feels like less than a century ago. It is a place of solitude, a place of refuge, that your people find as a hiding spot for which to keep your young, for you to experiment, to perhaps even settle. There's been plenty of contention of wanting to Perhaps turn this area into a reinforced settlement. But each time you reach to your mentor, each time someone reaches out to your leader, is simply replied with a, No, now's not the time. Now's the time for survival. Ivar, well, he doesn't sit from this vantage point, overlooking some of the hills beyond this outcropping alone. Because at his side... Is a strapping young man and Gyndon, would you like to describe your character? Gyndon is roughly six feet tall. He has rough blonde hair and a slightly trimmed beard on his face. Wearing fur pelts and some cobbled together pants with some armor, a waist strap. That's about it. You stand there with your axe in hand. As Ivar looks at you and says, There have been others, families, we brought in from the crisis on the lower ridge. We've offered as many homes as we can, but I know that our resources are taxed. I'm curious, Gyndon. What do you think that we should do? We hardly have enough to feed our own, and yet there are women and children. I think our best course of option is to try and start exploring the area just around us to try and gather more resources we can't just leave these people to die we need to 
we need to be able to help them and make sure that their needs are met. It would be easier if we did not face conflict with the Skull Nation. Yes, I know. But if I, they face the same problems that we do. Perhaps. There, should, there, there has to be a way to negotiate. Though I would still lend ourselves seeking more likely diplomacy than the Carnival Orcs. Hmm. Regardless, I will not be here, I suppose, forever. Perhaps even for not too much longer. I have some fight left in me, but time is our ultimate killer. In the end, it's going to be up to you to make these decisions. Don't put this on me now. I'm... I don't think I'm ready. Neither was I. I don't know if you have any memory of what it was like before the fall. I hardly I... have any of my own. Most of the memories we carry are the trinkets in our pockets, the souvenirs of a dead world. But... It was a world where people often took care of each other, as equally as they did not. If I have observed anything in my lives of leadership, of protecting our people and the good-natured people of these barren lands, it is that there are as many good as there are bad out there, as there were before. And perhaps you will see a light in which cities could be rebuilt, civilization can commune. We will have time to play music without fear of awakening sandworms beneath our feet. But we will be able to use water to bathe ourselves beyond what we need to consume to drink and survive and what we would need to heal medical infections. These are things that I would love to see, but I know I will not. Not again. But you. You have an opportunity to be the leader that I can never be. I know that you have long scrutinize my declarations of conflict of war, of policies I've taken to help others and not to help some, but you have never brought up some such conviction as to question my leadership. Neither I shall yours. Rebuilding a society is much different than ensuring that one survives. I just nod. <laughs> have you spoken to Annalise recently? Um... She's been looking over some of the orphans we've acquired. Oh, no, actually, I haven't. Perhaps it would be good to do so by the end of the day. We will be pulling up stakes this evening. All right. I know she'll handle them well. At that point, we hear a bit of a shout. We see a young elven man. Dark hair, kind of, kind of sunken, shallowed eyes, but a very sly and very quick uh, sort of scout. You look over to the opposite edge of this bowl of the, where this overhang sort of crops over, and you hear that as he is shouting, you're beginning to sort of make out as he sort of crests upon the ridge, and as he's about to slide down the rocks as deftly as he is known to do, you see the scout speak out and say, They're here! I don't know how they found us, but... And you see an arrow pierce through the front of his neck. Ivar tosses you an axe and says, Meet on the front lines. I'll scout the perimeter. Go, now! And Ivar begins running along the ridge. Secure our people. Find them All an right. exit. Um, I'm assuming that Farrakh is just dead. Ivar is currently running towards where Farrakh is right now. A couple of you, a couple of your more skilled individuals, stood at the edge of the cresting. You could perhaps approach his body a little sooner, maybe peer over the ridge yourself. Or you could follow Ivar's instruction and dash up straight down. I'm going to follow, I think. Alright, so you hear Ivar's commands. 
get down, protect our people, get them an exit. You look over at your axe, you look over at Farrakh. And as you run over, uh, you can see that Ivar is currently in the process of holding uh, Farrakh. And Farrakh just seems to be in the process of coughing and sputtering. You look down at him and just basic medical knowledge that really all of you kind of need to know on the basis of the waistline. You can see that it narrowly missed an artery, but is jammed in a very large portion of his neck muscle. A millimeter over and it probably would have nicked his carotid artery and killed him. But he's just speaking and he's having trouble speaking and as uh, the, the you see Ivar is leaning over him, you hear his voice say, They came and they're on a mission from God. And Yendon. Do you approach Ivar or do you peer over the ridge? Um, I, I'm going to peer over the ridge. As you look up, you see a legion of 20 Goliath, carrying many of the battlements they have, the bones and skulls and such that they wear as ornaments of the enemies that they had vanquished. Stained in war paint, reminiscent of the color of blood. As they climb the foot of this hill, taking cover, you see as a couple of your archers begin laying oppressive fire and as two arrows get loose from longbows, we see as one of them raises up a shield that you frankly did not see them holding a moment ago and as that sort of barricade raises and lashes off, you see three more rash it out and the shields begin to appear on their arm. Armed with spears in one hand and shields with another, they begin to charge up the hill. As Ivar begins calling out and kind of peering over your shoulder, ordering commands to engage. He looks over at you, Gindan, and says, perhaps your test of leadership has come today. And at that point, we cut back to Soup and Gindan as there's just another rumbling of conflict from beyond the container walls. As Gindan's just sort of cradling a possum. Is she helping? And I'm, I'm so, that's, that is absolutely terrible to go through. I can't even imagine. You know, I'm so yes. sorry. Thank you. Thank you for your words. I think I think we now actually have to deal with what's going on outside. Right. I'm going to run the possum back over to the briefcase. Alright, you go ahead. You just pick the possum up by the tail and just lay her down gently into the briefcase. Little, okay. Little claws up. So, I think we should assume the worst and that we are the only people here on our side. Alright. So, we have an incredible amount of arms in this box. Do we know how to Yindin use any of them? gestures with his hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I know how to well, use any of these things? Okay, so, so go ahead and roll me a perception check. Yindin, roll me an investigation check. Alright. Alright, we starting strong. We starting strong. You spent some oh, time, yeah. but this is to gather what you have noticed in this armory, and for Yendin, maybe more about what it made. I got a 14. 21. 21? Is there a laser right. sword? <laughs> Infinite range. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing you see is the main thing positioned along the sort of first two racks are uh, 15 on each of these two. About 30 sort of long-barreled sort of two-handed weaponry, kind of like a heavier crossbow would be, with kind of these sort of like shoulder mounts on them that has all these sort of like indicators like pressuring along them. There does seem to be a sort of trigger mechanism that can be held by the sort of rearmost hand, but what did you roll, Gyndon? Uh, 14. And Soup? 21. Awesome. 
which it, it may take some finagling to figure out how to activate this. Um, you would imagine, Gyndon, that it probably has some sort of safety mechanism or maybe deactivated at the moment. You're not entirely sure. If mm -hmm. Dimitri was here, he could probably give you better specs on it, but for now, that is kind of what you pick up. You also find on an opposite wall, much lighter sort of artillery, what appears to be small sort of handheld weapons, like Thunderstone weapons, that could be held in one arm. They're a little bit bulky, probably weigh about a pound and a half each, but they do seem to be more of like a hand pistol, and you see 20 of them. Soup, you would also notice a few other interesting things. One thing you can see along like another rack are a variety of these sort of like disc-like devices. About five of them are more square, five are more circular, and there's like one triangular one. Gendon, you got no clue what these things are, other than that they may be some sort of detonatable device. Not entirely sure. There is that big gun on the counter, which I imagine, Gendon, you've probably taken a decent look at. You don't mm -hmm. need Soup to point that out to you. Um, you're not sure what exactly it's supposed to be, but you imagine it's some combination of figure out how to get mechanism to work and the dangerous end probably makes some sort of big boom or bad effect. You're not sure. Okay. But but you probably don't want to be standing on that end of it if if you know if if you were in a situation with that weapon. Mm -hmm. Looks very unwieldy though. Yeah. There is also two more things. The first thing you see hanging along a wall, what appears to be a crossbow. It has like a sort of bow, sort of bit of rest, but there is no string onto it. There is no ammo loaded into it or next to it. It is simply a weapon that just is kind of bowed outwards and is like the approximate shape of a crossbow. Huh. And there's something next to it, and we're going to go ahead and cut back to Gyndon as we see you fighting for your people. A hole had been sort of cleared. There was a small sort of network of tunnels underneath this outcropping that you could slowly and steadily begin to funnel them through, but... Otherwise, you are surrounded from all sides on this network. The egress, you know, is probably hundreds of yards through there, which means that if you intend to see that all your people get to safety, you're going to have to hold this point for a considerable amount of time. All right. Um, who is with me? Is it just myself here? Or... Depends. Where would you have arranged yourself? Um, would you? I probably would have put myself um, closest to wherever the enemy was. Um, but we're like surrounded here. You so. would be up. You would you would be up on that main hill with Ivar. Okay. As you are kind of that the main goal, it's main goalie. And as you are watching for a while, Farrick is 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 has kind of been struggling for a time. At would you have told him to stand down, or would you had adhered to his request that he continue to be allowed to fight? I probably like, would I'm have told him. I'm good with a bow. I can I can take them out. I can. All right. It's, if I can knock down five more, that's five less that you've got to deal with. You know that I'm a good aim. <laughs> I do know that. Please just... Coughs up a little blood. Don't move around too off. much. And he kind of like positions himself kind of along an edge where he gets three-quarter covers and continues to fire. And you see like as you are engaging this Goliath woman who has sort of like these large piercings where like scraps of automobile metal have kind of been uh, fitted along like large pieces of jewelry kind of give her the semblance of like large elephant tusks. You see like as you are sort of fighting with her, she strikes you across the chest, but fortunately doesn't cut too deep. The leathers you wear sort of holding that back and we see like as you swing backwards, you twist it around and drive the ax straight into her head. And as you stand there at that point, you look over as Farrakh continues to sort of draw fire and they begin to crest over another ridge of there. We got more coming! You look over at Yentha, who is currently knelt over a fallen mother who had not one of your primarily trained combatants, but she sent 
her partner and two children along while she volunteered to hold the line for as long as she could. Yentha currently bent over her as she sings a song and the woman comes back to life and she speaks to her, you need to run, to go see your family. And she runs off. And then you see Ivar. Ivar swings his own double-bladed axe to one side and then the other. And as he does so, he, two enemies that were flanking him from either position strike from one massive blow, gets slid across the neck, and he swings it across and drives the axe straight into the skull. And as he drives it in, he says, You ain't got great skulls to begin with, you fuckers. And as he drives it down, uh, we see as there is a bit of a command, as we see archers on the ridge fire outwards, and in a series of shots, one manages to strike Drew and strike Farrakh in the chest as he looses his own bow and manages to strike one of those archers down. And Ivar says, Farrakh! And in the process, we see as there is just a splash of a blade. Ivar falls to his knees and his head slides off the stump as we see a single hooded Goliath carrying a glistening blue humming blade in their arm. And we cut back to you and Soup as you look up and you see a Never got a good look at it last time because she kind of died shortly after, but you see an almost identical looking blade mounted onto the shelf, like a long sort of curved katana blade rested on two points. Why do they have that here? I imagine Sue probably like walked up to grab the crossbow and the blade. Is that a laser sword? We need to be serious. We need to be serious. Sorry, I'm panicking. Oh, okay. Um... That's... What do you mean? You seen it? Yeah, that that's got some. That's I've I've seen that before. Before I died the first time, that was. I don't I I don't want to talk about it right now. Well, I'll ask one question. Can it fuck shit up? Yes. Yendon. Then here you go. Yendon, here's a question. Did you go to avenge Ivar? Um. What'd you have? Probably yes. It was at that point in the battle, you engaged whoever this hooded assailant was with laser sword, we'll just call it that. And as you had sort of fought against them, the sort of shaft of your axe, you managed to like sort of parry through there and you found that the shaft of it was cut completely through. You ended up fighting them by fist for a period of time, while the rest of your people, you, you're not sure if they made it to safety or not, because you tumbled into a pocket behind an outcropping of rocks that lost you visual of that battle. And for a time, you fought with weapons, you pulled out blades. But ultimately, as you had this individual pinned down, the final blow came when you were about to finish them. You were about to rip off the hood, and someone else behind you drove the blade through the back of your body, and you see it in the front of your chest. You have never remembered this before, but seeing this blade brings back those memories. This is the blade. This is the type of blade that killed you, or maybe even the blade that killed you. I, I, I can't take this. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll hand it back. I don't know how to use a sword. Should I put it back? It's... Here, here, just, um, and I hold out Crunchy. <laughs> okay. I put it in the bag. Unzips it. You go ahead, you drop it in the sword, just disappears. You hurt my friend, I'll fuck you up later. I just yell into the, I'll just, <laughs> I just talk into the bag. <laughs> yep. Okay. <clears throat> you take the bag off, or do you just... Are you still wearing it while Soup puts it in there? Um, I think I'm still wearing it. Okay. 
Jesus, I until you whisper really that, you whisper that, you whisper that to Gindan's ass. <laughs> <laughs> you stay in there, I'll fuck you up later. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't mean, I didn't mean your ass, Gindan, I meant the sword. I can, I can, I'm pretty sure I could tell. Just clarifying. There's another sort of coughing and scream from the outside. As you see that there is like a, a row of dents of as if a whole bunch of projectile objects being fired rapidly in are evenly spaced rows along the edge of the container causes the actual interior sort of white metal sort of to dent outward slightly. Oh gosh. As it cuts across. Okay, we have, we're and running out of time here. And you hear the sounds of stomping as if there are individuals currently on top of the case. So he just takes a moment and just stares at the floor and goes, Wait, saying that about a sword would also insinuate things. Oh god. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Alright, alright, Sue. <laughs> what do you feel most confident in wielding? I'm good. I'm good with, um, with, like, little clubs. I'm also pretty decent with, uh, daggers. My staff. Uh, spears. Does anything in this room seem manageable to you? I look around. Does it, does it, is there anything that looks like it would be on the druid proficiency list? <laughs> Let's see. You're currently, you're currently in some advanced <laughs> sci-fi sort of shipping container. Surrounded by flickering light panels and a whole bunch of advanced weaponry that you did not even know could exist to this point. The exception being Yenden apparently seeing some sort of sci-fi blade that supposedly was wielded by someone who was responsible for the death of his leader and himself and several members of his tribe. Um, hmm. What, what stake does a druid have here? Uh, you know, okay, that's I probably... I mean, you think... That's, you look that's at, like, the, probably you put, a... You look at the crossbow... I've never to imagine these kinds of weapons. You look at the crossbow and you think, yeah, I kind of know how to use a crossbow. It looks heavier than the one you'd be used to, but... If you could figure out where the string is, you could probably shoot stuff off of it. All right, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna fiddle with the crossbow, but have it pointed at the floor. Roll me, just roll me an Arcana check. <laughs> I realized now that was a, probably a bad question. Sorry, Soup. It's good. I'm um, sorry. all right. Given that we don't know how to use these, I would say we try and get as many of these into Crunchy as possible, and then attempt to use intimidation tactics. That's an 18. We see as Soup, you begin fiddling around with the device, and all of a sudden there's just a as a thin sort of silvery blue string of light connects itself between the bow of this crossbow as you see several lights begin to light up onto it. it. Oh. Do you try to light, do you touch the little string of light? Does it look like it'll hurt me? You don't know. You have poke at it. It just looks like a string of light. I'll druid, I'll druid craft like a little, I'll druid craft like a little vine between my fingers and just kind of let the vine touch it and see what happens. You let the vine touch it and it does seem to have like a little bit of a solid connection like the string solid, but it's made of energy. It doesn't seem to hurt the vine, but it does require a significant pullback. Do you pull back on the string? Um, if I can find something to use as ammo. You don't see any ammo. It just seems like a little string you could pluck. All right, I'll, I'll pluck it. You go ahead and as you pull back on the string, you see materializing, like, from the point that it was added in the bow, begins to be the sort of, like, white cylinder of light that you begin to pull back on. This is nifty! And at I a certain point, you go ahead, you pull it back, and you suddenly feel it's just some sort of 
adjustment to like the tension of the thing and then when you remove your fingers it's just like it's latched onto an invisible hook like where your fingers were it just be became frozen it's like you pulled your fingers back and then your fingers phased through the line of light Ooh, high tech and there's just this floating cylinder of white light along the sort of flat shaft of the crossbow and this thing is made of metal it's made out of a variety of alloys yeah Ooh. it probably would have like little bits of wooden finishing on it it's kind of like a little stock finishing on, on like a little finishing mm -hmm. on the stock but this thing this thing um i will tell you right now counts as a plus one heavy crossbow that produces its own damage and we'll find out what happens when you shoot something with it well we have this all right Kendon. uh okay. anything you want to pick up i think and, uh, i'm going to take the really big thing in the center and try and bluff bluff our way out of this because this does not look like fun to anyone on the receiving end put it on my side and i guess i'll help pick up the back end if it needs two people to hold it you're strong enough that he can carry it's just yeah. very unwieldy it's not going to be any less wieldy with two people trying to find a grip on this thing and it's like literally like you have to grab it from the top and angle it on like underneath your shoulder all right let's try and start stocking as much as we can into crunchy all right all right so you're going to start that shoving down. shit in there and you see and you see that starting with the like bombs you see, like, the briefcase pokes up and there's just a little possum nose looking around. Very upset. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? Not the bombs. We're going to put the guns in there because the guns are reusable. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. We could actually we could actually use... Those are explosives, yeah. We could and use like those. If and if, they have to, and if we have to get rid of the bombs, it's going to be much less of an explosion if we set off all the bombs and run. I think. I don't know anything about this. Just... Help me out with this. All right. And in the back, and while I'm help, while I'm shoveling things in there, I'm just muttering to myself the only things I know about are shrooms and different kinds of leaves and what happens if you drink the sap. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. As you're beginning to pull guns off, uh, Soup, just, just roll me an investigation check. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I have a minus one to... I rolled a natural 20. Yeah! As you're you pulling these guns off, of you get stuck. You, you, if you want to, but I, I got you. You pull the gun off the rack, and in the process, you actually like pull one off a little hastily. And you see, like, and you've pulled, like, you're, I want to say, like, you're on, like, the hand pistols right now. And as you're pulling the one, like, your fourth one off, you realize, like, as you pull it outwards, the little hook that it hangs on slides out like a drawer. And there are all these little cartridges along the inside that have little blue lights glowing on them. Found the ammo! And I just start shoving ammo in the bag as well. <laughs> Alright, so, you, so you, you take it out of there, so are you- yeah, so you- Okay, um, how, where are you putting all this stuff? Crunchy? Crunchy. Yeah, but, so how much can Crunchy hold? Crunchy can hold... Filling up Crunchy with as much as we can. We're about to do sec. some bag of holding math right now. Yep. Crunchy can hold you... 500 pounds. Alright. So we've established that between these 30 guns, that's 450 pounds with just the, uh, the 30, shoulder. Yeah, the shoulder rifles. Alright, maybe we should just focus on the guns themselves? Because if they have a ton of ammo but nothing to use it on, it's gonna be useless. That's yeah, true. And, and that's the thing too, is I want to understand priorities. Because looting this entire place would take time, especially more time if you're managing to pull out every single drawer and pull out the four line for additional clips of ammo for each of, you know, those hand pistols well, and stuff let's like take, that. Let's take the guns and whatever they're loaded with first, and right. then the bombs, and then the clips. All right. So, as you begin making your way through here, 
Um, I guess this is going to come down to a matter of of of, of expeditiality before uh, anything happens. So if you're just focusing on shoving guns into a bag, both of you just roll me roll me roll me an initiative check. D twenty add your initiative. Aha! Uh -huh, I have init I have advantage, baby. Ah. Uh. I have a minus one. Thank goodness I have advantage because oh. my first roll was a four and my second roll was a 17 on the die. What do I add to that? I think I add a... I add a plus one. That's an 18. I got a 16. Nice! Oh, yeah. 16? Okay. So you're saying we rolled Barely the Barely expeditiously. Yes, I rolled a 17 on the die. Um, Ultimately, like what it comes down to, you had a bit of a couple of loose trinkets. You get 30 of these guns. The 30 of the assault rifles, I'm gonna say that you're you're probably at like 15 and you can go ahead and add those four extra clips of ammo. So currently the the bag of holding has 15 rifles. 15 um, pistols. Any specific one or does that really not matter at this point? Uh, just add it as like notes under like your other thing. Okay. Uh, 15 rifles, 15 pistols. Four pistol clips. Laser sword. Sorry, 15 rifles, 15 pistols, four clips of ammo. Mm, pistol ammo. Pistol ammo. As you suddenly... You, you feel as though there is a sort of lulling outside as the combat has kind of ceased. Like There's like a moment as you're like dropping it in there and stumbling and trying to load it up because you got to keep meeting up with Yendon to like get it loaded on because you haven't had time to take the fanny pack off. And as you are kind of gathered there, there's like a bit of panic where all of a sudden you, you think like there's a loud sound out there. But you realize it's definitely quiet. Oh no. And then there is a... By the door. Right. There is suddenly a loud... As it sounded like there was about to be a third knock in that succession that's cut short. As there's just a bit of like another flickering from the entrance up there. As you see, there's kind of like a like there's like a flickering, like an like an attention pointing flickering towards the door from the panel lights. I am going to uh, hold up my crossbow at the ready. I'm gonna run and grab the big gun. Okay, you're gonna go ahead and grab it. So you guys are pausing from from just stuffing guns in bags. You've looted about like half of what's in here. Um, Do we have any more space and... to hold anything else? Uh, there's like the 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 things. Yeah, you guys like if you guys wanted to like just ignore that and continue stuffing guns. Could. You see as... And then you'll um, be at the ready. I'm gonna try to get a couple more in here. <laughs> you wanna go to, like, any of the things in the back? Like, what look like little mines? Yeah, I'll take some of the mines. Um, okay, which one this do you focus on first? This is a plus one crossbow, or, uh, I'm gonna start off with the triangle one. Alright, you go ahead and you look at the triangle one. Um, not sure what to do with it, but you've got it kind of under one, sh one shoulder. I'm gonna say that in, like, one hand you could probably hold two of these. Alright, I'm gonna take two of those. Um, uh, you take the triangle one, and what else? There's only one triangle one. I'll take the triangle, and there's a square? There's, yes, there's five squares, five circles. And I'll take a square. And they're all discus shaped, just the square ones are a little bit more square. Got it. And just from my knowledge, this is considered like a regular heavy crossbow or a plus one heavy crossbow? For now, considered a plus one heavy crossbow, you have not shot it yet. And it's still cool. got that little floating cylinder of light right there. But yeah. Yeah, so... I'm gonna shove those in whatever purse I've got. Alright, you just drop my crossbow at the ready. And then like after like grabbing two of those, you go ahead and you rate it. You grab the square one, right? Yeah. Square and triangle. Alright. 
Um, yeah. So as we kind of see that you're there, and you know, what do you? Did, Otis is still in the briefcase on the counter. Shut the briefcase. Them out there. Okay. Okay. Can is there a way for me? Is there enough space in my bag for me to shove the possum? Just barely. I'll say. Okay. Beefy boy's on my shoulder. Yeah. I'll say that if you wanted to, you could probably juggle over under one shoulder if you want to take a circular one too. Get one of each. Why yeah. not? Um, yeah, I'll have one of each because okay, you definitely and just... want to show them off in the future. Totally, totally. Not, mm -hmm. not that they're not going to be used against you. And as you make your way in, you see that there is a, and you see that there's like a flickering, and the lights go off, and it's dark in there. Oh, oh no! And then your dark visions begin to sort of adjust, and then the lights come on all at once, and they're not flickering at it right now. You hear a beep. Like is that, like a, is that a bomb noise, Gandon? Are we gonna blow? Coming from the door. Um, does it sound like a bomb noise? You put your ear up to the door. <laughs> um, that's always a good idea. <laughs> do you, or do you hold your ground? Like right uh, now, you're maybe about twenty feet from it, and you're like behind one of these. You're crouched behind one of these islands on either side, holding the weapons out. All your loot just piled behind you. That you weren't um, able to squeeze in the bag right now. If it's a bomb, it's not safe to go to the door. Hold All your right. position. Okay, I'm holding. Should we try and shout at them? Hey, you! Who is it? That sounds like a robot now. And then there is suddenly a. <laughs> And you see the door itself leans open a little bit. Oh god, they got the door open. Just by a few inches. And then you see a bit of mist begin to drift through the door into the space towards you guys. Hold your breath. Oh shit, you're right. I'm gonna give Gendon I'm just gonna give Gendon a quick tap on the shoulder and say to him, remember, you know what you're made of. You got this, and I'm going to cast Guidance. As you see the space begin to sort of fill up with fog, it begins to drift towards the bottom, but begins to slowly rise up and cut visibility. And the two begin holding your breath. Both give me constitution checks. Checks. So I get the yeah. d4 there. Let's go. Okay, 14. Never, oh, I, God. I, I, I've never heard a barbarian so excited for me to deny them their proficiency bonus. Go on. <laughs> It's this is incredible. It's seventeen plus eight. Um, <laughs> Damn. Twenty-five. Soup. Fourteen. You're both holding your breath. Roll me another check as you see like another. This is like another round has come by where it's become like uh, partially obscured. Can I start inching forward? Yeah. Both of you roll again. Natural twenty. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> Full commando style. You're just. With the big gun. Okay, 21. Both of you are holding your breath tight. As you're scooching forward, I want you to roll me a third one. How long will this go? As the door begins. Oh, to shoot. 15 that time. What? Two 15s. At that point, Yenden, you've been holding your breath for a good amount of time, and I've kept in factor for your, like, constitutions there. Yenden, you're able to keep your breath shut, but soup. You're beginning to hold it in, and you 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 just 
are feeling like your 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 chest lock up and you try to like go to cover, but you accidentally inhale through your nose. Roll me a survival check. Seventeen. You don't feel any different. It's just air. <laughs> you, like you say that out loud. Yeah. And as you go to turn around again, and as you're like holding the gun, you see there's just a zoom as the door in front of you falls just a few inches from the barrel of this weapon. And as you go to turn, you see that there are three silhouettes in the fog. And you hear the voice say, as you see them begin to march into the opening and flank along the edge, two of them along the edges to get partial cover as you hear a voice ring out down down or we will open fire we have you outnumbered what do you do um respond with a very similar threat i think you you stop hold- so we see like uh, we hear like a large exhale first obviously yes um and then you say <laughs> this is gonna be so dumb. Don't come any closer. I have a very big weapon, and I don't know how to use it. It's <laughs> and a really thing. big boy. It's even bigger than my boy. This is like almost like as as like right now. You can only see the three silhouettes, and they're obviously carrying some sort of armaments. And we see like as you stand up, as like the light is kind of diffusing like a sauna. We just see like the silhouette of Gien just holding a really big gun. Very small frame though. <laughs> And just, you know, soup, which has a point sexy of light. Boy with a really big gun, like in an anime. Like in an anime. <laughs> more and more, soup becomes more and more like, like a, like Chewbacca. Um, yeah. <laughs> as you're leveling this your is energy Han crossbow. Solo and Chewbacca. As you're literally leveling your energy crossbow. <laughs> wait, no! You planned this, didn't you? Wait, 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 wait! Is there, is there like a bell I can put on real quick? Bastard. Um, there's a possum in a briefcase you could hang from your vest. Okay, I do. <laughs> uh, and as you are leveling your weapons towards the edge, Yendon, you, you say, Um, stay back! I have a very big weapon, I don't know how to use it! Roll me intimidation check? <laughs> Straight roll, straight let's one. go. I was, I was almost gonna give you a no! Oh, that's but a no. three. Good God. Damn you. Stupid dice. You see, uh, you, uh, see as I cut about four more figures move into frame behind them that you can make out behind the fog. Surrender. We will not give you this option again. Alright, but I'm gonna need a proper seat. And I'm just gonna gesture for Gendon to put down the gun so I can sit on it. Um, I'm heavy. You are heavy. <laughs> so Soup just kind of climbs up and sits on the gun <laughs> that you have in front of you that you've maybe fumbled and lowered, maybe like even sitting on like the table that you were next to Gendon. And we see that as that happens, um, there's a parting of mist. As all of you are now inside of this container, it's not flickering lit. Half the guns are taken off the wall. The two of you are armed to the teeth. And Yenden, your gun is just suddenly flattened underneath Soup, who's just sort of body slammed it onto, or reverse body slammed it onto the nearby table. And as you go ahead, you see that you can very clearly see seven Free Legion members carrying a variety of armaments from crossbows to 
um, kind of similar looking aether, you know, uh, kind of thunderstone weaponry that they have all aimed towards you and with like little scopes and little red dots shining off as all of you have like seven little red dots floating around you. This is inconvenient. And soup with your passive perception. By the base that they're standing over, you can make what looks to be a body in front of like where the door, because the door sort of folds into the, the container. There is a body right oh, there. Who? It's hard to make out from your angle, but you make out that there is a form of a body kind of in the same proximity to where you heard the knocking before it was silent. Who is that? A point to the body. We will, we will spare, spare you your, your lives. lives. We, we only, only want, want the, the weapon. weapon. Surrender, and you will be allowed to leave. And why should we believe you? We have no quarrel with you. There's been enough bloodshed tonight. Well, why don't you tell us what this is? That would be deeply appreciated, actually, because I'm really confused, and honestly, it gives me anxiety. And you're you're hurting me right now. Roll me a persuasion check. <laughs> Soup's got the better charisma. Imagine, yeah. Yeah, is, is Gendon reaching for another weapon, like, in his fanny pack? Uh, once they say that we just want the weapons, I'm gonna try and keep Crunchy out of this. Okay. That's a 16. <laughs> Please, I hope it's enough. And you ask them, why are they doing this, or what? I'm asking them, what is that thing? What's up with it? Which thing? Pointing to the big gun. You're pointing towards the gun that you're sitting on, or what? Like what? What? Wait, what? Ex what? This? This? So weapon? to reset the to reset the scene, the mist has parted. You see seven figures wearing these sort of canine-like masks, not too dissimilar to the one who's who's carrying that, by the way. I don't know. Oh, um, but you see that as they have kind of assembled, they're wearing a variety of equipment and armor, kind of a little haphazard, like army surplus sort of stuff. They all wear these same uniforms, and all of them are dressed in sort of paramilitary attire. And they are all leveling these weapons at you. And, you know, you're like, this is causing me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> we have, have a prisoner. prisoner. Oh. A, a goblin. Sorry, I missed that. They've got perch. Oh. The goblin told us you were in the container. They knew to be armed. This is only in self-defense. We... We came on this mission because we wanted to help out with the 19th Street Union. We are not with the police. The police have been taken care of. And down. Drop your weapons. I kind of lay it down. Like I, I get, I get. You're, you're, from my understanding, you're, you're against the authority. You're against, you're against the idea of mysterious people keeping others locked down. And I believe that right now. In a ways, we're we're kind of doing a similar thing. We'll be understood, but we need access to the armory. Drop your weapons. What I are you have, gonna do with it? I have one condition. The you see that uh, the figure is uh, like about to like say something along the lines of, "I was not." And another figure speaks up. Let them speak. Yin. My one condition is that nobody gets this weapon, and I point to the one that Soup is sitting on. Let me a persuasion check. <laughs> Come on, Dice, don't fail me now. Please be nice to Gendon, Dice. Please be nice to Gendon. No! Then God! Then you the Please Be Nice to Gendon song and you give up on us now? That's a five. New Dice. 
You can keep the crossbow. We care little for that. We want the rest of what's in there. What you gonna do? Where it is. Are you gonna be hurting people? We're only getting this. No one deserves it. Sorry, can you? We are not in the business of. We are not in the business of killing anything. Okay. Insight. Roll an insight. All right. Roll your insight, bitch. I got nothing to hide. Come on, where are those rolls? I need those rolls. I'm trying to persuade people here. Terrible rolls. I'm doing my funky little Sasquatch dance, my little chewy dance, and that's this why people like me. This individual speaks with very, very strong conviction, and with that sort of nat 20 you said you got, mm-hmm. there is a very strong sort of definition that you get that they are, you can almost hear like a faint bit of static kind of emanating from them. You can't make it out, but it seems like whenever they pause for a moment, it's like they're getting some sort of orders in their ear. But they seem to be very convicted when they say, no one, we're not in the business of harming innocents. We're not going to hurt anyone who doesn't deserve it. Gandon, the best thing we can do right now is to trust them. Someone's giving them orders. Someone's telling them what to say. But something tells me it's in our best option, and this might have even been better than getting them to the velvet blue. No, I I understand that. It's a very likely that these guys just saved us. I don't know the whole story, but based on what we've got, I think this is our best choice. Okay. But I'm not saying yes to him until you're with me. We're in this together. I'll stand with you, Sue. We're standing down. All right. You can have the weapons. Drop, drop the crossbow. We'll, we'll leave it with you when we're done. done. I dropped the crossbow. Put my hands it feels up. like you go ahead, you drop it, and you see they, they just filter in. They just freaking come in there in a coordinated sort of effort. They they grab your long arm soup, and you see they just begin to pull out, like, zip ties and begin sort of binding you behind the back. And Yenden, you know, they kind of, like, hold you down and begin to sort of gather, and they say, there's a... Not a briefcase, sir, but... Opens it up a little bit. No, okay. my clothes. And as they begin to sort of, like, walk you up, you see, as you step outside carnage that has been gathered. You see a variety of weapons have been used from other types of a few energy weapons were present, but the majority of them seem to be thunderstone weaponry. You see that there's kind of like the smoking runes of a sort of imagine like a sort of rotary rifle. Uh that that was like thunderstone tack that looks like it had misfired at some point during it and set off the rest of its ammunition. Gathered by it you see the remnants of what looked to be a few other uh, free legion members with their masks sort of uh, some of them burnt and disfigured kind of scattered about in addition to the seven that are here you see that there are about five other free legion bodies in addition you see that there are a bunch of people who are dressed in other sort of paramilitary garb but many of them are wearing like jumpers and union suits and stuff like that you look over towards like one corner as you're stepping out and you can see the visage of a heavier sit man in a bow tie with like just red stained shirt that's slowly been leaking out into a puddle around him that you recognize as you recognize the shoes that Matthias wore. Wait, he's having, bleeding out? You see that there is an, a still body that has been bleeding out for some time. Oh, he's dead. 
and you recognize his still sort of boots that you his loafers that he he wore when you were hiding underneath that table in the cream and cherry but some of these the variety of weapons were used some people were just figured shot through parts of the body you see that a few explosives looks like they were deployed and you look at the base of where it is that one body you have to step over to get out and you can see that it is incredibly burnt there's kind of a melted piece of metal along right one arm but what stands out even more is it looks like that arm is broken the right arm is broken is there anyone around here who we recognize who could possibly still be alive Roll me, a, roll, just roll me, roll me, this is going to be a perception check. Cool. It's honestly going to be a perception check, uh, but you don't have your shield out. All right. Because they would have just picked up your bag and they're carrying that separately as they seem to be inspecting it somewhat. 15. Um, 16? Yep. You look about and you would see that there's like a couple of bodies picked over. It looks like they've already picked over survivors and anyone that they were unable to help. And you see that there's like a couple of, you see two of them kind of carrying a third sort of free legion member out who looks like they're kind of like cradling their side and their arm as they seem to be sort of be making their way towards like an egress dock where two of them are sort of like armed and watching the perimeter you see that um you actually like look up at the ceiling and you can see that there's like bits of light flashing up there it looks like the roof of the skyport where like they drop the shipping containers into the storage space has been opened like a hangar and as you are kind of gathered around there we see you are being escorted towards this red shipping container and you are being positioned inside of it as you hear one of the voices say get them out on site we don't want too many witnesses to what we're doing here and they walk you inside that red container that birch was fiddling with and the smell of cheese instantly hits you (laughs) and you see inside of there a few figures some of them that look kind of out of it a human woman a halfling man both wearing sort of dock worker outfits you see Birch looks very excited to see you, and you hear him say, There you are! I kept trying to tell them! They were, you were just running out for a bit of an errand, and they, they just kept pointing guns at me and shining lights in my face, and I'm just like, I got a coffee. Birch, no, but no. Uh, they threatened to hurt my coffee machine. What was I supposed to do? Birch, Dimitri, and Matthias are dead. Who are they? Not now. Who are they? Are they important? One of them came with us. And the other one is the reason we're here. Oh, yeah, I like that fellow. Where do you say he is again? He's dead. And then Birch's face kind of goes like in a shocking realization and says, Well, uh, well, darn. That's rough, kid. I can't have a promising future. We were so close to doing what we needed for him, but what's the point if he's dead? I locked myself in here when things went to shit. Don't blame yourself. You could very easily be stacked on the rest of the corpses. At some point I thought corpses were the thing I was good at. And we kind of, kind of, yeah, you guys are kind of left there. And your, your, your fanny pack was not pulled from you. You can't imagine they didn't notice it. But they do begin to sort of like inspect, you know, Soup's bag. and they're like, my taste and fashion. (laughs) And they carry it off to like another sort of segment. And they seem to be setting up like a temporary operation here. And you do hear like the sounds of voices outside. That sort of distorted, obscuring voice. And yeah, that goes by for a period of time. But other than like a guard who seems like they're sparing a couple of hands. You guys aren't being immediately watched, but there is like one figure that you can see in like the far corner like the out of the entrance of this container and behind you may i say are just wheels of packaged cheese 
is stacked up. All right, Camden, do we make a break for it? The two of you are still bound up, but you aren't, like, tied down or something like that. You're just sort of bound and behind your back and sat next to uh, the two dock workers and Birch. Okay, here's what I've got on me. I can make someone blind. I could potentially create a cloud of fog. Um, we could make a break for it. I want my bag back. So wait, they did or didn't take my fanny pack? They did not touch your fanny pack. Okay. Um, They took my bag. Yeah, they took the bag and they took the crossbow. Didn't they say they would give the crossbow back? The bombs are in there and they want them. That makes the most sense. All right, and I have—I don't completely trust what they're going to do with us. I kind of do, but if oh, you want... I don't know. If your stuff means that say, much... That was another thing that you also did see, were the bodies of what appeared to be four or five Velvet Blue officers that you could see sort of being dragged and lined up along with like the other bodies. But you recognize the uniforms. There's five Velvet Blue officers... 10 19th Street unions, including Matthias, 12 Free Legion. I'm just figuring things out. So and roll me like... an investigation check, Yenden, real quick. All right. This going to be a very interesting. This, this is going to be. You didn't. You only got a quick look at the criminology of the scene. Let's see if you That's pick up on this. Slightly better. That's a 12. It's hard to make out, but you could have seen Swearin that you see saw behind one of these barricades what looked and they may be just piled up after one of the groups that was claiming that position died but you could have sworn that you saw velvet blue officers and 19th street union officers bunkered up together <sighs> fighting together till the end i feel terrible and not be doing anything about this do you do you do you want to get your stuff i i i feel like i need to be doing something right now all right let's try and let's try and work our way out of this and Gyeongjin, like, what's more is that you do just hear that faint. <laughs> oh god. Not this again. How old can a body be before we speak dead with it? I think it's whatever age, as long as it has a mouth. Do we steal a body? <laughs> For how long? Like, do we drag it out with us and question it later? Can we get our stuff and a dead body? You could take a body home. Um, I will say you've already used yours today. Mm, yes, but right. you could. We could. But yeah, if you want to try a package one for later, but right now you are in the predicament that you are tied up in a shipping container full of cheese with Birch and two security guards that you crocodile swinged, who both still seem to be out of it. I don't know what to do. I don't know if it's worth it to grab my bag. I don't want to get myself killed, but at the same time, I feel like I'm responsible for all this. And looking out, you can swear you see maybe just the corner of that exit that you came through initially. So if you did dash like maybe like 50 feet, you could just try to make a break for it. We gotta break these zip ties first of all. All right. <laughs> Can we try just like forcing? Honestly, Roll me an athletics check. Roll me an athletics check, or just a straight strength check. This is this is a straight strength check. Uh, that's an 18. All right. Let's see if I can do it. We see as there's just a click and Gyndon just sort of flexes and pulls his... That's also an 18! Boof! <laughs> 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 so We're it's like... Boys. <laughs> it's just like, first, it's like, there are things we need to do. But first, we need to get these zip ties off. <laughs> <laughs> just flexes. <laughs> yeah, and you see Birch just sits there with his hands in front of him clapping. <laughs> I got mine off a while ago, so don't worry about me. 
Why is my mischievous side suddenly saying we should light up the place and just go absolutely fucking ham? Light them up? They took our weapons. They took my coffee machine. No, they didn't. And I just like pull out. A I pull out a rifle. <laughs> You toss it to Bert. You give Bert like a full ass assault energy rifle. I think we should give him a little pistol. <laughs> He'll take it. I mean, his eyes light up. It's like, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. All right, here's the plan. Okay. <laughs> Can if we you try don't give it to him, If you don't give it to him and you hold it up above where he reaches, he grabs a hold of the barrel and is currently hanging from it. No, I think I'm. I think I'm giving it to him. I don't think they've got. I don't think they've gotten to the bombs yet. Let's All right. blow them. Here, wait. Can we try and get these workers? awake and help on our side yeah you can begin stirring them but that is when we hear a wait, wait what, what the, the hell, hell is this god damn and then it. we begin to hear loud coming towards you you see birch is currently in the process of petting an assault rifle as you hear <laughs> give me the, the bugbear bug ready one two three birch do it roll <laughs> you guys you guys are, are shooting are we ready to go are we are we doing the, it the two the two of them are sleeping at the moment okay but, are but the you did hear, i will also say you do hear a give, give me the, the bugbear bug do we do? Do oh. we fucking go for it? I think we fucking go for Let's it. Let's fucking go for it. Okay then. <laughs> In that case, let's just go ahead and get a quick initiative from the two of you. Well, I assume I don't get surprise on them, do I? You could potentially. That was a cock roll. Stop. <laughs> Nineteen, baby. That's a fourteen from me. Fourteen from you, and what from? Okay, so 14. 19. And then from Soup? 19. Right, and you didn't roll with advantage, correct? Oh shit, he took all my stuff. Well, the first roll was the 18. You don't have anyway. the shield specifically. Yeah. yeah, the first roll was the 18, and the second one was right. a 14, so it's still a 19. Nice. Um. Oh, I, I'm gonna unequip my shield. I assume I don't have my quarterstaff either. You had to they would have taken Gandalf. whatever was. He <laughs> would not have a man of his walking stick. <laughs> Yeah, no. Okay. So, um, and then Birch. Bam. Yeah, Birch. Please be high for Birch. Um, as you step outward, you see that the, the individuals are coming over. And as you are doing so, you're beginning to pull out the weapons. But the one guard in the corner who had line of sight on you speaks out as he looks over at that direction as if, like, speak to them, everyone looks. And a voice rings out, Get back, back there! And as you see the individual is about to step forward, Soup, if you would like to go ahead and make your attack, he has three quarters cover. Yep. But this could potentially be a surprise. Awesome. Damage. Yeah, so I guess I have an assault rifle. Roll me a d20. All Add right. Add Well, dropping the dice gave me a 15. You fire outwards, and you see that as you hit the corner of this red shipping crate like along the door it blasts a hole into it as it misses the individual who had the cover but you do rapidly hear a voice call out they smuggle weapons smuggle them out where are the bombs all right and yes that's my action so i can't cast a so, spell yes birch is running up like hey bomb you look over at him who is also standing there and the two you just said birch with the friendly <laughs> <laughs> i did i did yeah. do that did they say bomb? Blow the bomb! What bomb? Oh, I'm saying this in Goblin. Yeah, you oh. say that, and, he's, and, yeah. and he looks up at you. Blow and the just... bomb, they're in the crate. Just shoot them. Go fuck wild and run. I'm just gonna hide. How about that? 
<laughs> he just runs and dives into no, a pile no. of cheese. He just no. he just drops the gun and dives into a pile of cheese. No! God damn it, Bridge. You see that the one uh, free legion member who's holding a thunderstone weapon begins to sort of like press along like a little bit of rib rib along there, only getting half cover. And as they go ahead and they're beginning to level it, things are beginning to get bad out there. Um, do I have an assault rifle in my hands? You can easily have procured one in the preparation because you guys look like you were about to like storm out of there. Yeah. But then it sounded like we need some. They said we need to have a conversation conversation with the bugbear. Oh, I thought I thought they overheard me. No, they they were just like they they were going through your bag. It sounded like, and they're like, we need to talk to the bugbear. Oh, bear. I didn't mean it like fuck. I didn't mean it like that. I thought they overheard me and they were going to come grab me. Yeah, that's what I thought too. That's, that's yeah. the thing is that they seem to be interested in grabbing you. I will say. So. What do you do? Fuck, fuck. We can't. You go can quite to close the door. You've got the two unconscious guards. Birch seems to. He's still got the gun. He's just hiding behind a pile of cheese. Fuck, fuck. Okay, this was a mistake. This was a mistake. This was a mistake. Um, it Birch is my say, turn. You see Birch though, right? say, "Hey, pass me the bag. I'll hide the. I'll hide it in the cheese." <laughs> you know what? I'll do that. You go ahead. You unbuckle it. Yeah. All right, you toss it him, and he like looks and he goes ahead and picks it up. And he sticks his head inside. That's a lot of guns. Pulls head out, <laughs> zips it up, and goes in. And you see as they begin to pull, and you begin to hear the sound of beeping and a device being manipulated. And what do any of you do or say? And you see like the two security guards begin to stir as they are like beginning to shuffle with their restraints. You see the one halfling dude like look up, and he's like, "You again? You feisty gator?" Um. How does they know what soup looks like? I thought it was just a gator. They saw they saw they saw a mushroom coated gator. Okay. Do I still have uh, my action? He's like looks at Yin and recognizes him. Looks at soup. Uh, I'll make a pair of boots out of you. What and then that's when you start hearing the sounds of them activating some sort of bomb device. But they look like they're about to smoke you out. What do any of you do? Drop my gun and sit on it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna just drop. Like, sit down. No time to explain. I just start shoving them into the cheese, cause. <laughs> what the che- What 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 do you shove in there? I'm trying to shove the two guards into the cheese, as like. <laughs> you just shove them into the cheese. Yeah, to protect them, you know. <laughs> you take the two guards and you shove them into the cheese. Exactly. Like, wait, what are you doing with me? Stop! Why are you picking me up? And you just hoist them into the pile of cheese. You mm-hmm. see, the cheese emits a. I'm not done with you. <laughs> cheese is full of soul, and soul is what protects us from the beast and... of life. All right. Gendon, are you still holding a gun? Yes. I'm sitting on right. Oh, you're, you're sitting, sitting on... on Why are you sitting they can't on yours? They can't grab it! They have purposely put themselves out of line of sight because they don't want you shooting at them. So they can't see you sitting on the gun. Okay, no, I'm gonna... Then I shove the gun into the cheese. Alright, so you go ahead, you kick the other gun into the cheese. And we see, like, as that is happening, what are you guys doing? Are you making any effort to surrender? We can't just ditch the plan that we already started now I fucked up, I fucked up, I fucked up, I fucked up. You're good. You're good. Do you want to make, no, make probably, a stand in the cheese? No, I'm I fucked up. Soup, okay. we have to stick to a plan. You see, Gyndon's holding the gun, but one of the guards clearly saw you fire a gun, Soup. Do you want to take Soup, Gyndon's gun? I it. It's in my... It's, 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 it's gone down my esophagus. What? What? You broke out. I could not hear you. I heard esophagus. I the gun. You, you, you tried to gun. eat the gun. Oh, you you say that to them, calling that out from the corner, and they're like, down, down. down. I'm down. Hey, I guess Don't I'll just head on. I thought you threw them. 
I did so, so they have been like, well, he did so hard enough. I guess I'll give the gun to Soup and just like, yeah, I'll give the gun to Soup. The one in the corner called out. Sorry, I'm really scared, and I eat the gun. the gun out. Now. I'm eating the gun. I'm sorry, I'm really scared. Please understand. Eat the gun as far away as you can. I'm eating it. I'm eating the fucking gun. I don't need the free legion to say yeets. <laughs> Did you eat the gun, Soup? I eat the gun! We see as it just slides out, and you see they just begin to mobilize and they point guns towards all of you. And they're like, the same individual that you see before who's leveling the uh, Thunderstone uh, rifle says, Where are the others? That was the only one! Uh, shut up! <laughs> what? They look, they look at, at him. <laughs> I'm having a lot of practice. He he gestures. <laughs> he gestures towards two of them, like snap, snap, and there's like a little bit of buzz in some of their ears as you uh, see the two of them just walk up and just start grabbing and man man holding soup and just begins soup dragging them off. Crying. Long <laughs> arms that so you're just being dragged behind like I a long orangutan. The one individual looks at you, Gindan, and says, Where, where are they Um, where they go? go? I heard you talk about a bomb, so I I hid them in the cheese for cover. He looks at the two of them and says, Sure, no, who made it out? Quite certain, sir. Alright. Make yourself known! No, no one, one gets hurt. hurt. And they begin filing in. Um, yeah. As they begin making their way inwards. Um... You guys are massively outgunned, especially now that you see some of them have equipped themselves with some of the rifles that are in their soup. Shit, I fucked up. I'm so sorry, Candace. They got a lot of guns. Candace, I'm sorry, I, I could do this. You soup's just calling that from behind, and you hear a voice say, Quiet. Quiet. We will not act again. again. We, we don't need you to talk, we need you to listen. And they just drag soup off towards the green container. And yeah, ultimately what happens there is that they do fish the others out. I'm going to roll a check for Birch real quick. Now for them. Found, found the, the goblin, goblin. We, we found, found the two, two guards. guards. All accounted for. <clears throat> Good. And Birch eventually like gets double zip tied next to you, and you get double zip tied Yenden, and Birch just gives you a little bit of a wink. Okay. I'm for yeah. Meanwhile, Soup, as you are continuing to ramble and apologize and make all sorts of confessions. Uh, <laughs> false or otherwise, we see as uh, you are kind of dragged into that sort of like loungy chamber. We see as you are brought in there. Soup. You see that like a table that like was a rotting coffee table has been laid out. Little lights have been affixed into here. Little Aethertech lanterns. And as you are in there, soup, you find yourself sort of like uh, just thrown onto the couch. As a moment later, the, uh, the the one who is kind of being the leader in it all is approaching you. And you see sitting on uh, a nearby shelf behind them, behind a couple of old band kind of acid punk posters, are uh, a couple of, of items. The first one you see is your shield with the eye emblazoned onto it. The next one you see is that crossbow. Third one you see... Well, you would, the third one you would see would be the briefcase that has Otis inside of it. You can see your bag set on the floor nearby. You can see the three bombs next to that, and then after that, you can see the Free Legion mask. 
which we'll say was in your bag. And the individual comes in and says, We've been, been looking, looking through your belongings, belongings making sure, sure they, they checked, checked out. out. They, they checked, checked out for something else. And they reach up and they pull out the shield and the mask and they drop it down and says, Can you explain this? Or would, would you rather hear my version of the story? Well, both of those were given to me. And the shield, the shield, someone on the phone called me when I got the shield and, and they said that they were going to give me instructions and to not tell anyone about it. The mask, um, well, I was, I was really stoned. I was, I was so gone. I was in a frog pond. I was really enjoying those frogs. And then afterwards, um, some other people, some other people I know asked me to investigate it because I'm the only one who knows any sort of magic, but I couldn't figure out anything because, because I only do plant magic and stuff and that's not a plant. You know, knowing shit about drugs doesn't make you an engineer. You get what I'm saying? The individual stands there and looks down at you. Please. Events were happenstance that you were told to receive instruction via a caller on the phone over the wire. In addition, was it before or after you acquired one of our own masks? Um, it was after. Have you worn the mask? For, I think for a brief instant, just to check out what was inside it. How many more of you are there? Of who? Of you. I don't really know many of the other bugbears in the city. I we're not talking, talking about bugbears, we're talking about sleeper agents. Within ourselves, infiltrated. Disguised in some of our own, breaching our craftily mastered security under orders of the oppressors. What? I'm sorry, I'm... The only stuff I know about is dead people and drugs. I don't know any shit about sleeper agent or spy shit. A voice kind of says, from one of the other ones in there says, Is it possible their memory has been tampered with? I haven't rolled them out yet. Be quiet, I'm still grilling them. Looks at you and kneels down and says, I want to help you get out of here. I want to see it that you can live in a better future. One where you're not afraid of losing your life from one day to the next. The one where you can spend time with the people you care about. Where the dangers beyond the swamp, where the dangers in the city, are no longer orchestrated by someone else's script. Were you guys uh, behind the crocodile's ball gown? Was it you? No. no, it was not. You, we need your help. I'll leave you alone for a moment. I don't know. these weapons out. Spend some time with your pet. And... And then you hear there's a... ringing in the back of the space. Can I take the phone? Stop. Sit down. Walks over. Gestures for the other person in there. Who's carrying one of these energy rifles right now. They walk over. Pick up the phone. You see that the other individual like walks out, checks on someone, you hear a voice say, You only have to go sir. I think that they may be missing some more. We've been not able to identify their location. But I think we have enough for what we need. The phone rings, and there's a pickup, and there's like a, Hello? Soup? Is there a soup? That's me. That's my name. My name's Soup. I picked it myself, and I'm very proud of it. Somebody blows on the phone for you. Give me that. They pull out like weapons as you run outwards, and uh, as you see a voice say, "Like who's low? Is that sleeper cell designation?" No, my goddamn sister. 
Roll me a persuasion please, check. Let me talk to her. Um, fifteen. That comes so easy. And then they stop I'm for a second. Me, that says terrible. A wire from the outside. Don't, Don't try anything. They step out, and the other person just holds the gun and lets you walk up to the currently dangling phone. Hi. How are you reaching me? Soup. We yeah. are everywhere. <gasps> we can help you. We can help Yinden. We can help Birch. We cannot help Dimitri. Can please explain something to me. What's this sleeper agent stuff? We can help you, Soup. You have to let us. I need I need some answers. Answers. What's going on? Well please. come with time and privilege. Privilege I have a I have a right to understand what's going on in my own life. We will provide you some answers. But there is a cost. What's the cost? We can help you escape. Cost is for another day. And why? You are special, Soup. The plan could work without you. But it is better with you. Let us help you. I'm just a pawn to you, aren't I? Everybody is wanting me for something and I don't even know what. You are an opportunity, Soup. For change. <laughs> we cannot help you for much longer. They will realize the truth soon. You hear a voice outside, a shouting say, there's no wire on the outside. outside. God, God damn it, those fuckers! You need to let us help you now, or we will not help you. You will not find no answers if you do not live to see the day and you can find them. You will find no answers fine. in death. Fine! You say fine, and then there's just a faint flickering outside. We will provide you additional instructions, Soup. For now, run with whom and what you have. Goodbye. And as that happens, their lights sort of go out outside. There's a humming, a... And then there's the sounds of breaking glass and bright blinding sparks outside. As all of the electric bulbs that light up this wide warehouse explode. You hear the sounds of screaming and shouting. The one individual who pointed their gun outwards shields down as they are covering the lenses where their eyes would be as they just seem to be screaming in pain, blinded and disoriented. I need to stop saying yes to every fucking everyone. I grab as much as I can, and can, I run I run by the can, cart and I just yell to everyone, RUN! You just grab, we literally just see you pick up your bag and in the process just long bugbear arms just scoop everything you can into the bag. Yep, equip and then shield, go grab out, staff. Picks up the shield and you see that the shield whose eyes is usually closed is currently open and just has a faint bit of energy inside of it. Feels as if the shield is watching you back. I'm going to run over to the red box, and I'm going to yell inside, or at least yell to everyone. Come with me, we're headed to the top! You see that there is fire breaking out, but not towards you. You can see that flashing in this space, because some of the light bulbs are still here. It's hard to differentiate with your dark vision when the light keeps shifting from bright to dark, bright to dark. But you can swear that there's something flickering over there, like some sort of being made out of electricity, like a giant behemoth that is currently engaged with the majority of their forces. And Soup, you have a perfectly clear access to Gyndon, where the red container, where the, all the cheese is being kept. Gyndon, have you been planning anything? Have you been filling in the guards on anything? 
Um, I've kind of been filling in the guards and trying to smooth things over with them. They like still don't trust you. Maybe the 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 one woman one. She's she's kind of like pessimistic, but the halfling one seems to be feisty. Hmm. If you want to live, we're going to the roof now. Soup suddenly appears in the entryway as you hear the sounds of screaming and shouting and flashing lights outside. Uh, we've been double bonded. Can you help? <laughs> First, you I'll try it on legs. my own. <laughs> you have your legs. You can run. We do. Yeah. Oh, I didn't Wait, realize that. Wait one second. Birch just goes ahead and just shakes his handcuffs off and just dives into the pile of cheese and says, "Got it." Holds oh up my the, god. Uh, crunchy fanny pack. <laughs> I have so much appreciation for you now. Let's go. Strap it on. We gotta right. go. He All right, you two. You two. If you want to live, please come with us. And everyone just starts running, arms tied behind the backs. Um, and as they go, Soup, you just begin sort of running towards there. And Soup, when you step outside carrying the shield on there, you instantly, kind of the way that the shield sometimes acts as an additional set of eyes, you find your attention lock onto that same small door you entered with Dimitri with. Mm-hmm. You run towards it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna follow the shield. Alright, so you go ahead and you run there, and all of you begin to sort of pile outwards, and as you pile into that space, you see that there is continuing fighting, you see a figure scattering, and, you know, kind of commands of like, Gather more anchors, we can channel it into the ground and can't survive. And in the process, as you are running, you see like massive electric wings spread outwards, as a thing sort of dives down and they are just unloading these energy weapons, the ones that they have claimed into it. Soup, you have your three bombs back, um, and your crossbow, and we see, like, as, as, like, you know, you see two figures rush by, Soup piles in, Gindan, do you close the door? Yeah. You go ahead and you close the door, and you count between you guys, one, two, three, four of you. Birch? Birch? Birch is not there. Can I open the door back up? There's a machine. You go ahead and try to open the door, but there's, like, a bit of a static electricity that touches your hand, and there's a... It hurts a little bit, and you can see the door's, like, locked itself in some way. That's not stopping me. I'm... Right. I'm... You go to start running back to ram it until you see a nearby vent rattle, and then it gets kicked off as you see Birch slide out, wearing a fanny pack. He says, I'm okay, boss. Had to make a quick pit stop. Reaches oh. into the vent, pulls out his coffee machine. <laughs> My fucking god. Give me I that thing. I still got Grab the coffee machine. <laughs> Wait, I You're can't. Grabbing... Wait, You're did I get in? my did I get my straps off or no? No, you have not. Uh. <laughs> you just slam the back the door back and <laughs> you're like, give me that <clears throat> athletics check. Harder DC because you've got two of them now. Oh damn, that's a nine. He's like, what are you gonna do with it? What's that soup? He's gonna I got half a pot. I'll pour it for you. I'll take you, you up on that later. <laughs> Please just fucking go. <laughs> All right. All right. And you guys just begin running. You begin making your way out of the skyport as whatever conflict is behind there happens. And Soup, you just continue to, like, every time you look at an electric bulb, you can almost swear as if that electric bulb is looking back at you. Eventually, the shield on the eye closes. You're not sure when it did. Like, the eye on the shield closes. The eye on the shield closes. You're not entirely sure when it does that. But as you continue to pile through, breaking off into the night, Eventually you hear a crashing as that door gets broken off and you come to like the edge of one of those sort of exterior spaces that has just these sort of arched windows that have been imported from the lower part of the city. And as you are kind of running out onto the space, you see that uh, Birch kind of looks like, where the hell are we supposed to go? 
and you see that as that happens, you see the free legion begin to pile outwards with their weaponry pulled out. Kind of behind, imagine like an arcade of pillars and you're in like a courtyard off like a balcony that goes like a few hundred feet down into the city. I know I've been stupid, but y'all are gonna have to trust me on this. I'll trust you anywhere, boss. Good. One more for the road. Pours you a cup, ends it to you. Today, you're gonna feel like what it's like to what? fly without the rust bucket. And I'm gonna What's happened? My, I'm gonna take my staff and I'm gonna charge it with air. You see, like, as you spread it outwards, these silver runes begin to glow along it, and you see the wood itself actually changes shape to accommodate a more sort of swirly pattern on it. Wow, pretty! I might um, count. No, two, like, three, jump! There's, uh, I was gonna say, on two, uh. you see that there's a, a laser pistol goes out, and Birch's little cabbie hat just gets vaporized off his head. And he picks it up, and there's just, like, a hole in the middle of it. We go on two! Jump! <laughs> We all jump. You all jump. Uh, the two of them I like just don't know don't know what to do, so they just and imagine Gindan just sort of flops off the edge, bound up still. Yeah. And yeah, as I'm, all of them, hmm? I'm gonna cast. Um, I'm gonna use two charges to cast Featherfall. All right. And as you are falling, you know, into the night, we just kind of see the two of you duck out of sight as a Free Legion member phones in. So we lost, lost them. them. Understood. Understood. Meet you, you back, back in the, the warehouse. We'll, we'll deal with them another day. And that is where we end it. You have been listening to Electroval, as featured on Dice Carnival. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember that even folks like Soup need support sometimes. Be there for them.